There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Good morning, everyone. You're watching Mornings with Mizzy or listening to the Mizzy Bender Show, depending if you're watching or listening to me later on in the day. We're back with our very special guest, Mr. Jack from Triple X Playgrounds. Hello there, sir. Hi, how are you doing, Ms. Good. So we introduced okay. you last week into this mini series that we're doing, and it's all about let's talk about sex and every which way that we can possibly bring it kind of through the channels, stemming from the game that you had created, which we presented last time, and you'll see it all on my social media. Um, but I thought that Today would be a really great topic to discuss your perspective on the swingers lifestyle. So whether it's me questioning you or you questioning me, let's get into the meat of it and get the ideas and thoughts from a male point of view, because the listeners usually just get it from myself. And so we need to spice it up a bit. So, awesome. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts. Let's just spew it out on that. But, right, but my question with that is, so they can necessarily be classified as uh, swingers, if you will, as well, too? Well, they could be classified as cheaters, you know? <laughs> okay. If the wife, I mean, if she openly knows and they have an agreement to say, right. you know, yes, I'll be your trophy wife, and yes, you could go do whatever you want, I'm maybe there are compositions like that. I'm sure that there are, mm -hmm. you know? I think it's really all about how it's presented Listen, at the end of the day, if you're going to be a swinger, you have to be honest at all times. If you're not honest and transparent with your partner, you're a cheater. That's it. You know, a lot of other individuals looking at it from the inside, the outside in, think that swinging is cheating. Well, that's ridiculous. I'm legit fucking the guy in front of my partner. Like, he's right here on the bed with me. I don't think that that's cheating. That's silly. Right. You know, like, we're all in this we're all in this together and we've had a conversation, you know, like I don't go into anything without having very in-depth conversations with who the play partners are. They do not come into a play scene with me, not understanding what the composition is. There was one play partner that Spencer set it up specifically that I didn't have any communications with, but I laid the foundation out to say I wanted to fuck him. And if I'm allowed to fuck you, then it's up for the two of you to put this together and what you guys think that this looks like. But for the most part, I have very specific conversation and Spencer's involved in them and I share exactly what I'm looking for. You know, you need to have those conversations and everybody needs to be on the same page so there is not room for there to be any era on cheating, not cheating, everybody's on the same page. As far as demographics go, you know, if you look at the TikTok world and the amount of swingers that have come out on that platform, you have every age range. On top of the fact that millennials are very free-minded and are very non-monogamous humans of just living. Conforming. Yeah, and they're more living for their dogs and their pets. And, you mm -hmm. know, like when you think about the generational mind changes and shifts, there's very different thought processes on it, especially the veteran swingers who are so used to like that key card type of setup where you know you're just communicating through a newspaper kind of pen pal like getting to this secret environment to now it's so mainstream sort of that you see every kind of individual age range nationality what gender don't matter you know it's it's definitely becoming more popular yeah yeah but oh, there still needs to be a ton overt. of but let me yeah. ask you on that note you know, everything isn't for everyone, right? And that being said, I believe that maturity plays a major role yeah. in a successful swing relationship, mm -hmm. right? So if that's the case, if you know, then a lot of these younger people, as much as I would love to see hot young people, they're not mentally, necessarily mentally prepared to really endure what comes with it. Mm -hmm. And And I just think that, 
a lot of disasters and failures could come out of that as well. Mm -hmm. um, I do see these resorts are popping up everywhere, right? Uh, and I think that's making it even more trending, right? Because people are like, hey, we can go on vacation and do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're right. Where it was once a taboo thing and very secretive and a lot of the older players, um, for lack of better words, uh, are very hush-hush, mm -hmm. very, very private. You know, I had one guy tell me, yo, I work for you know, NASA, I would never tell anybody publicly I do this, but mm -hmm. this is what I'm into. And I'm just like, wow, cool. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I don't live two lives. Mm -hmm. You know, I am who I am. And I wear the truth on my sleeve. Like anyone can ask me anything. And I'm pretty straight up about it. Because I learned a long time ago, me personally, that, um, you know, if you give everybody the truth and everything, there's no room for criticism. Right. They can say whatever they want, but it's not going to hurt you because you already put it out there yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in that sense, I think that that's an empowering way to be. But a lot of these younger cats, they may necessarily not even go into it for the right reasons. More for, you know, it's a trending thing. Right. You know, yeah. uh, it's a vibe. That's I hear that all the time now with these younger cats. Oh, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. And I'm like, what's a vibe? You know what I mean? What is a vibe? You right. know what I mean? So I'm like, right. okay. So yeah, it's those kind like of things. Sport. It's not a sport, you know, like it I, is. It's, it's our lifestyle. See, like that's the thing too. There are those that, so, you know, when you think about the swingers lifestyle, Spencer and I are completely engulfed in our lifestyle. You are completely engulfed in your lifestyle because it's your business. It's your brand. It's everything. You know, we eat, breathe, sleep this all yeah. day long. You know, I forget at times that not everyone can be as free as us, right? Like, you know, going back to me being in the corporate world, maybe I shared too much. You know, when you're dealing with a multi-billion dollar international company and, you, you know, you're at this certain status and stuff, maybe not everybody should know that you're a swinger. You know what I mean? Like, there are certain right. things. And at the time, I didn't care because I was like, no, you know what, this is this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is where I'm at in my life. And I didn't really care when I look back on it now. And I listen to other journeys and where others are at in life and stuff like that. I have to remember there's a time and place for everything. And I have to kind of put myself back into this, like not in a box, but kind of tone it back some and remember that not everybody can be as open and free, which Sometimes it is confusing for me because I think that we should all be able to be open and free and live without any kind of hesitation, right? There's no room for anybody to question you because you're living it all out and like I wear everything on my sleeve. So I have the tendency to always think that everybody is as open and free as we are, but they're not, you know, mm -hmm. even when you look at social media and like all of the partnered, um, like on Facebook specifically, you know, you see a lot of the joints accounts with you know the male and the female on it you know all the fake names it's funny because you go to a swinger party and you don't know anybody's real name you know them by like right. what their funny swinger name is you know what i mean mm -hmm. and and so like as much as i would like to think it is as mainstream it really is but there is still that confidential you know like secretive kind of spot to it i don't know why i was saying that it was relevant at the time but i think it was just a point of just being like maybe not everybody is as open as we would like them to think that they are. And there does still need to be a point of confidentiality in, in this world. Yeah. I think it's still developing as far as uh, becoming uh, more acceptable or more uh, popular. Yeah. Um, I think some things, you know, they catch on like wildfire and necessarily grow too rapidly and not uh, responsibly. Yeah. Uh, so I think that, you know, for whatever it's worth, I think that I hope that that doesn't happen with the lifestyle, because I think that, you know, I had a lot of misconceptions myself, you know, and I thought like if a girl was a swinger, she was a whore, like you said, you know what I mean? And the guy didn't, he had no self-respect. Like how could he, I, I actually started believing the stuff that was embedded in my mind by my girlfriends at the time, you know, like, why, why would you ask that? I mean, you don't love me. You know, how could you ask that of me? You just agreed, you know, like last night. So I was like, man, I don't know what's going on here. So and it, it, doesn't it, kinda... make us, it doesn't make anybody a whore. And it doesn't, no. make, you know, like Spencer values me more than anything in the world. And, I'm sure. You know, like. I really am. That actually wasn't any of like, 
I never, well, also, I guess I never questioned it because when I met him, he was just, he was like, I knew that he was in a throuple and like, I knew of his lifestyle. So I knew he just had this thought. So he never came at me in a demeaning way, or I never was, I should say I was never brought into an environment where it was a demeaning type of thing. It was a very naive thing. I just didn't know, you know, but then as I started to learn and I'm like, oh my God, I get to use toys and I get to have couple Pepe's. Oh my God, I get to have vaginas too. Like, this is great, you know? And then you start thinking about all the different positions and things that you can do that you need more than one person to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that's the case, you know? And so when I started to think away from that whole like whore mentality and I, and because it was a very short moment that I was thinking that and like opened up my mind to like all these great, you know, scenarios that we could be part of I think I started to get like really excited inside almost to like what I would feel it would be like to write those little blogs that you were saying to be you know like I had all those kind of I just wanted to write all these stories and thoughts and stuff and you know so to be able to act it out and realize that women are allowed to be sexual without saying that they're a whore you're allowed to be intellectual you are allowed to be sexual you are allowed to fuck as many people as you want to that doesn't change you as an individual or make less than anyone else and that's like one of the biggest missions that like i always say because you could have brains and beauty but you could also fuck like a porn star and it'd be the same exact thing and it should not change who you are at all you know mm-hmm. and so i'm happy to hear that you kind of changed your perspective on oh being that to you know being so open-minded now but how long did it take you to get to that point with the last relationship i had it was almost instantly Mm -hmm. because you know i was uh, more uh, mature you know more of age and you know the confidence that she uh presented the subject matter to me with in just made me feel comfortable. Yeah. At first, I was like, "Wow, I asked for this." So, you know, I'm sorry for the for the for the. Oh no. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it was almost instant, mm-hmm. but I had to reflect on the past. Yeah. When we engaged initially, so I was like, "Hmm, how's this gonna go?" You know what I mean? But yeah, no, it, it happened pretty rapidly because I felt so confident and so comfortable in that relationship that I was like, hey, you know, whatever, whatever it takes, you know, we, we can talk about anything. And we really had no secrets. So we would speak about everything. Uh, so I, it was just something that came up and it just became the subject matter, the trending subject matter, you yeah. know. Yeah. I have a question for you um, on what you were saying when you were in the corporate world, because I also come from the corporate world. And I, uh, when... I guess you let it out and they knew mm-hmm. did the men in the office in in your corporation I don't know of course you can't say yeah no, no I would never say it, yeah no no but I'm just asking did they act differently did they look at you differently Were um, you scrutinized? well not from a sexualized standpoint I think from like uh what do we have going on here standpoint I think that they thought I was like going through this midlife crisis and like what is going on because you know the thing is is people think swingers and they automatically think that you're going to be in this wild orgy and that there's all this craziness going on so I'll never forget like one of the like it was right sort of early on when I had like shared this with some of my bosses and stuff I had taken um, some time off of work so I can go and do the, I think it was Halloween. That's okay. I, I think it was Halloween that we were traveling for. And so I had taken time off and I told them I was taking off because I'm going to this event and this is what I'm doing or whatever. And, you know, listen, I talked to my boss all through the weekend and I was a very 24 hour a day. I was on call all the time. So, you know, right. like that phone was with me. So, you know, I'm sending pictures of the travel, like, I had a very close relationship with some of my bosses. Okay. But when I got back to the office, they were like, well, how did it go? I was like, oh, it was fine. You know, like I just danced and I just, just kind of just whatever, nothing crazy. And they're like, well, like what went on? And I was like, well, I don't really know because, you know, there's the back rooms and people were, you know, they were in their private space doing it. And I didn't really explore the club. I think that they expected me to come back and be like, oh my God, I saw this, I saw that. And like this whole entire crazy thing. 
when in reality, that's not what it's like when you go to a swingers event. Like, you know, you get to the party and everybody's just kind of shooting the shit. They're getting their liquid courage, which I don't really agree with. But to a certain extent, right. of course, you're going to have a drink or, or whatever, you know, so they're kind of just having their beverages and, and you know, having a great time, whatever. And it's not mm -hmm. until like midnight where, you know, the dancing kind of done for for a little while and then they go into the play and, in, in, you know, go play and then they come back out for like the final stretch of the party and they're having a grand old time. So like, I'm trying to explain all this, but I don't think that they believed me. I think that they thought that it was a lot more dirty, disgusting, you know, those types of kind of demeaning words. Than why what do you think, why was. do you think that? Why do you think that? Um, just like the expressions and the Maybe. way and the tonality that they were asking me the mm -hmm. questions, you know, it was almost like you got the eyebrow raised or like you're leaving mm -hmm. something out or, you know, it was just like, I mean, I was very, you know, you, when you know someone really well, you know, you know what they're getting at on how they're asking you and stuff like that. So I, I really did have to be like, no, it's not like that at all. But, um, were yeah. you treated differently after that came out? Were you treated, um, you know, like with, I, I hate to say this, but with less respect or less consideration or whatever the case may be? No, no, because, you know, I was really good at my job. You know, yeah. I was very good at my job. And, and I mean, they couldn't at the time because not only did I support the C-suite, I was super engaged throughout the entire organization with a lot right. of projects and whatever. And so whatever went on between you know, us in the C-suite was very different than what went out on, you know, the regular organization. So mm -hmm. they didn't really, there, there was, there was one gentleman who said something to me. I forget exactly what it was, but it had something to do with my looks. And I was like kind of taken back for a second. So I was like, okay, well, that's not in this particular gentleman, that's not what I expected of him. So I did go and tell one of my other bosses. I just wanted right. to let you know this transpired. And he didn't believe me. And so I kind of wow. just looked at that and I was just like, whatever, you know. Um, but I also have to say, you know, through my journey in the corporate world, times times change and, and different things. You know, as an assistant, uh, you know, sometimes the bosses do get a little bit inappropriate mm -hmm. and yes. you have to figure out how you're going to handle it and how you're going to manage it and there were some that needed to be managed but you knew that right out of the gate you know it wasn't anything that changed after they found out about you know my okay. style and everything it, it was, was already happening before <laughs> yeah and it was like and it was different leaderships and different you know individuals and stuff like that so a journey through time but towards the end I do think that they probably would have looked at me as a liability at that point in time because I was really close to the top of the organization. And so mm -hmm. I feel like maybe they thought it was really inappropriate <laughs> for me to even have shared that type of thing. But at the same time, due to my home life at the time, well, for of my whole you know career there, my family was my work family. You know, my parents per se were my bosses was my hr partners like i had a very off balance relationship and so right. i have really mixed reviews on on like my end months there which again you know everything works out the way that it should the universe and it ended up you know a lot of things shifted on why my job position was eliminated but i think it was for the better because I was so corporate and I was so, this job is my life because of whatever my home life was. Right. Now that I got to a point where I was excited to live life and it wasn't about the sex, it was right. the freedom to be free, really. Right. I wanted to be free and to have that and feel like I felt really happy to be part of the world. I felt really happy to be in the situation that I was in, and I was really happy to leave my marriage, that I left that organization at the right time for me to be able to explore my best self. And well, the organization so, was a marriage as well. Yeah, it was. You know, yeah. You sound like you were completely engulfed in your in the corporate life, and oh yeah, and oh, yeah. you know they had their uh, perception on what st what standards yeah. you should carry yourself by, and oh, yeah. basically they were controlling 
how you lived and oh yeah because like hindering you from your happiness a hundred percent like to give you some examples like we were um you like you had to dress up you know all the time to work like we were business you know you had to dress business like lasers pencils cards yeah exactly that was my my getup was pencil skirts and button ups Mm-hmm. almost every single day or yeah. you know like a very sleek dress or or something but always to the nines yeah. they ended up getting to a point where we went to business casual mm-hmm. and so i i eventually went down to business casual during one of my reviews i got a review less than what i normally would have gotten because they reviewed me against myself because there was nobody else in the organization that they can compare me to and i failed my own review and one of the reasons wow. was because I stopped dressing business-like. And I was like, but that's not fair. You went into a business casual environment. Everybody in the C-suite wears jeans almost every single day with vests. Why am I having to wear a pencil skirt and button up every day? Because you are on top of the food chain. So they no. expected you, yeah. that not to apply to you, right. which is completely inconsiderate. Right. So like as... As the culture was shifting, it was almost like I couldn't shift, right? And every time I tried to shift, it wasn't right. And so I was starting to get a little bit unhappy in what was going on there on top of all the difficulties that I was having at home. So I was like, this is this is too much for you to remove <laughs> me against myself and I fail is fucked up. Like, come yeah. on, you know? You're like. Right. So at that moment in time, I was like, something wonky is going on here and this is not healthy anymore, you know? So again, you know, all these different factors with the universe kind of putting me on a path, you know, and ultimately all that corporate stuff really prepared me for here and to be able to be, you know, confident enough, as you say, to be able to speak and stuff, because this is what I had to do all the time, you know, maybe it's right. different subjects, but this is what I was trained to do, you know, like, so... I love my corporate experience. I would never change it. But towards the end, there were a lot of realizations that, you know what, now is the time. And it just organically happened the right way. And they were really supportive of me on my departure also. You know, like they really supported me when that whole transition happened. And they took really good care of me afterwards from a financial standpoint. Like it all was a really great departure and I wouldn't regret any of it. But when I look back and self-reflect, I now can see how unbalanced and unhealthy it was. So I know that was way far away from the initial question that you asked, but. No, not at all. It's fine because uh, honestly, you know, it's your journey Mm -hmm. to where you are today and you seem so happy and complete. Yeah. Yeah. And that's everything. You know what I mean? And, and that's the thing. Like I came from the music industry, but I work, I kept a job. So I worked in corporate America in a banking institution to be exact. And, you know, I was privy to uh, be in these leadership programs. Mm -hmm. And so I too learned this skill set that I took for granted at the moment, but in retrospect, it gave me the ability to feel confident enough to get in front of an audience and speak Mm -hmm. and to speak passionately and communicate effectively it gave me a set of soft skills that i didn't have Mm -hmm. um and i didn't know that but the years of working there and working with the ceos you know bill harrison john haven you know from jp morgan chase and from city group and other guys like that i started uh picking up on priceless you know uh, leadership skills and communication skills and just learning myself learning that i didn't have these uh that i had these capabilities not that i didn't have these capabilities, but but that i actually had these capabilities of things that i never fathomed i would need mm-hmm. these skills that I, I i never thought i would need i didn't think they were relevant i didn't even know they existed mm-hmm. so you know the same thing happened like in when i'm listening to your story it's like you went through this process and you loved your job at the moment but it wasn't the pinnacle of what you should do. Mm-hmm. It was just leading to, it was giving you the skills that you needed so that you can be here today yeah. and be the face of saying, hey, it's okay to be in the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what the lifestyle is about. Let me educate you. So now you're an educator. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an educator now. Like who would I, I would have never thought in my life that I would 
be, my mission would be to help people mm -hmm. and educate people and help couples and help relationships. And I never thought that that would be my end result because I was in the music industry. I was a music producer. Wait, I, made I have music. to put you on pause. I have to pee so bad. Hold on. One second. <laughs> okay. Right back. I knew that that was going to happen. <laughs> you know what? This might be a perfect time for me too. Can you hear me? So sorry. <laughs> that was quick. I know. I don't mess around. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. So, I'm sorry. So, you were saying how it all just led you up to, like, move this way. Now. There you go. That's better. Yeah. I'm so sorry about the lighting. No. It's, it's, the, it's the shades. Yeah. That happens over here, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I forgot what I was saying. You were just saying how it all kind of just led you to this moment right now where you can mm -hmm. feel confident and, you know, be and do what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, it, it came to me when I was uh, away on vacation, if you will. You know, I hate to use the word prison. I, I, and I want everyone to know that I do not glorify those experiences but I accept them and I acknowledge them and I am uh, very open about it because they changed my life, mm -hmm. you know, and it's what I needed personally to grow and become an adult and become responsible and really organize in my priorities and separate my wants from my needs. Mm -hmm. That's what prison did for me. But I wrote a book when I was in prison. I wrote a book, my memoirs, mm -hmm. my life memoirs, um, it's called music and mayhem and i haven't put it out yet uh because i think that i just want to revise it one more time it's on it's on this third revision but it's super super awesome because it's everything you know what i mean and uh in doing that i realized so many things how i had you know how i transitioned in my stages of transition in my life and the wisdom that i gained right mm -hmm. so i'm like man look where i am today and I would have never got there had I not created these blunders and learned this valuable amount of knowledge from my mistakes. And it, it's molded me to be this person. So, yeah, I think that everything's written. I think that, you know, we, you and I are where we are supposed to be mm -hmm. right now because I'm extremely happy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not like swimming in money. I've swam in money before. You know what I mean? Like I've had that. And, and I was not happy. Yeah. I actually was miserable and I was lonely. I was empty. Yeah. And, you know, my mind always, you know, I, I love mental stimulation. So I was lacking that for so long. And it wasn't until I got into myself and I had to reinvent myself and say, hey, what am I going to do when I come home? Mm -hmm. How am I going to re-enter society? What, how am I, what am I going to do for my children? And I said, you know what? I have to really do what I love best. And I'm a very sexual person by nature. And I also am a incredible, uh, incredibly uh, passionate about communicating. So I said, you know what? I got to combine both. And that's what I have to do because I'll always be happy. I'll always be on time to work and I'll always stay later because I love what I do. Yeah. And so that's how this came about for me. You know, I said, you know, this is it. And I know, I like, I feel like I defy all odds every single day. Every day it's like, oh my God, so this didn't work. What are you going to do now? And I'm like, what do you mean it didn't work? It's working. It's just one step at a time. I learned delayed gratification. Yeah. And that's so important, especially in life. Because if you live by association of instant gratification, then you really never do something of substance. You're just looking for the next gimmick to make some money and get over. And just, it's just like, it, it's a constant revolving door. Like, okay, what's next? What's next? What, instead of diving into something with purpose mm -hmm. and doing something that really is actually going to help people. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my mission now is yeah. to really help, you know? Yeah. So, and I, and I kind of feel that sense from you because, you know, you being able to speak about the subject matter so openly 
it's not just the, your confidence, but it's also your passion to bring it to the forefront and to break down the misconceptions and educate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that I, I do a lot of that for myself too. I want people to understand me better. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not crazy. Like my friends, my my family is like, oh, the sicko. He's a sex fiend. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that I'm a sex fiend. I'm not a sicko. I don't even watch porn. Like, I don't even watch porn. Like, are, are you kidding me? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I feel like I'm just passionate about what I do. Yeah. Anything I do. And so if you're I, super passionate about what you do, of course, it's always going to be a topic of your conversation. Yeah. You know, like everywhere we go, Spencer's always talking about like our businesses and stuff. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's appropriate. Sometimes it's not appropriate. Sometimes you can tell maybe this is not the individual that should be receiving this information just because of, you know, the environment or just how they're receiving us in general and stuff. Because, you know, like people know that we're different when we are out and about, you know, we are very loud human beings or extra, however you want to say it. And so there is, I can understand where, where the family would kind of come at you and, and have that thought if you're constantly passionate about what it is that you're trying to present, but no, it doesn't make you a sex and it doesn't make you any of those things. It makes Mm -hmm. you a really great business part person because you're super passionate and support what it is that you're trying to do. That's great. I know you're right about that because uh, I've dealt with uh, scenarios where, you know, investors wanted to come in. I wasn't even looking for them and they wanted to come in and uh, or celebrities wanted to do a joint venture with me with my game and things like that. Um, And they've always said the same thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, well, not to be disrespectful to your family, but yeah. The, the, what is that? The stigma that is put on the sex industry, you know, like it is, a not everybody can be as free, but just no. because you can't be as free doesn't mean that everybody that is as free are disgusting human beings because that's not the reality of it no. at all. You know, I refuse to live mentally enslaved. Mm-hmm. Like I just would, I won't. conform to that Mm -hmm. but yeah you know so i just feel like honestly um anyone this applies to everyone you know we all have a genius zone you just got to find what that is and job satisfaction as far as life spokes there's five life spokes and job satisfaction is one of them for me that is absolutely the most important one because it will help you balance the other four because if you're you spend most of your awoken time working and if that's the case, then you need to love what you do, because if you do, then you're in a great state of mind and it will transcend to all your other uh, responsibilities and activities throughout the day, because, you know, it, it's not even about money. You know what I mean? Like, I think I make less money now than I ever did in my life mm-hmm. for now. Right. You know what I mean? And I know that. And I say that for now because I know what's coming. And I just I just know it. I will things into existence. And uh, I just know, but I, I would never throw in the towel. I'm not the throw in the towel type of guy, you know, uh, because I feel like I would do an injustice for the people who have bought into my brand, mm-hmm. who have purchased my products. I, uh, I want them to know that I'm here and customer services forever. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, full money back guarantee, mm-hmm. you know, zero returns, by yeah. the way. You know, there's a reason for that because, you know, there's real ingenuity, real, a serious psychological approach in creating these products and these services uh, because I care. Right. And when you care and then it it, it transcends to your customers, they're like, no, this is the real deal. You know, I want to buy into this. I don't have a degree in uh, psychology. I don't have a degree in couples therapy, but I've gone to psychiatrists like for like 20 plus years. So. I've learned a great deal and I've read many, many books. And so I am uh, a devoted student of life and um, I love to learn. I love to read and I'm just committed. So, you know, what you get from me is my biased opinion based on what I've read and also based on my life experiences. But I will say that I think that it's a pretty legit, you know, opinion because I have a lot of experience in the subject matter. You know what I mean? And not from a nasty, dirty, oh, he's just a player. Like, no, I'm actually not. 
you know, I'm not that way. Um, yeah, as we heard, to be, he had a no kissing rule. That certainly should map out where he's at. And that's no yeah. it just shows how it shows I, how the intimacy is super important to you and what yes. you, what you want to protect. Yeah, I'm. I I I take lovemaking like serious. I'm like super super serious about that. So I just, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I wanted to ask you this earlier. When you were thinking about dabbling into this, were you thinking about bringing in extra females or were you bringing in extra men for like what was the composition that you guys were looking at? Extra men. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Well, yeah, it was. Kind of way to do it, but... Oh yeah, that's a pretty biased. Comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I never, I felt like she filled my cup and I didn't think that I didn't fill her cup. I think that her reasons were more, uh, they, they weren't, that wasn't the reason. I, I, I don't think that that was the reason. I think that it was just, uh, I don't think they were the right reasons per se, but, uh, I think that they were, they had validity to them. Yeah. And I know that my reasons, uh, I, I'm a very selfless person when it comes to love and and passion i'm a very giving person in that sense so i just um i want to just to put it in layman's terms i'm good with coming one time mm -hmm. i want to see her come 20 times yeah. you know what i mean mm -hmm. so my thing is that so when you think of it that way i look at things from a very orgasmic perspective and i'm like hey I just want to bring my woman in an abundant amount of pleasure at the moment mm -hmm. and just take her to a euphoric state that no other guy could take her to because he's not confident enough or he just doesn't have the the mindset, the, the, the tools mm -hmm. in his toolbox mm -hmm. to do so. And I have a lot of tools. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm like, you know what, this is, I think that in that sense, I'm winning because uh, um, it, it, it gives me that, that winning edge, you know? And I don't want to keep that secret to myself. I want to share it with everyone. And yeah. that's pretty much what the game is. Like, if you really think about it, you're playing this game. There's no holes barred. Only only the limits that you set, soft and hard. And then there's no criticism, no judgment, no, no awkwardness, right? It's just like a safe haven platform for you to bask mm -hmm. in all of your desires and fantasies. So in that sense, I have accomplished something that didn't exist before you know what i mean um and i just think that it's it's it, that's why it's a helpful communication tool that in its sense is why it's so helpful and i think that that's a part of me that i gave to the world like hey listen this is what i bring without the game mm -hmm. you know like i for so many years you t you touched on this a, a little while ago you said you know now i get to play with toys with with spencer like before it was like a woman gets a vibrator and she masturbates on her own time. Mm -hmm. Then it was, okay, you can't get a, a vibrator, a vibrator that's bigger than mine. You know, you know, guys with their, you know, egos and their lack of confidence. Right. Then it was, okay, you can only do that. You know, then this time and then a lot of control issues, like so many different scenarios play with that. And now with the game, it's like, you know, pull out all your toys and pick them out and boom, boom, boom. And you're playing with this and that. And it's just fun. It's an adventure. It's an experience every time. And I just think that that's what, you know, just like taking communication back to the essence, the basics, I think that the same thing goes with sexuality. We have conformed to, okay, these three positions and sex is over. Mm -hmm. It's over. It's like so vanilla and so dry. And it can still be very good, but it's just like, you're not taking it nowhere. Yeah. You know, it's not going nowhere. And really, this is the time that you have to really, really gel together, right? So I just feel like with everything that's going on, it's an incredible stress reliever. I just think that, um, you know, with this platform and just with like-minded people like us, uh, we 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 don't have those those walls, mm -hmm. you know? We're, we're open to having that much more of a better time. I just think that everyone should experience this level of of euphoric orgasmic pleasure yeah. Yeah. honestly and that's really what it's about because it's super healthy mm -hmm. it releases the endorphins you know you feel great afterwards you know you're 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 you're, you're cuddling or you're you're, you're holding I hands like or you're baby afterwards yeah exactly you sleep like a baby afterwards right nothing no stress on your mind you're not thinking about you know tomorrow's problems tonight 
Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so many beneficial factors in having an, uh, a healthy sex life yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. And I just think that this is may not be for everyone, but it's definitely a great platform for it. You know what I mean? And I'm talking about the lifestyle now. You know what I mean? The lifestyle in general. But yeah, I mean, think, I can go on. Well, do you think that you eventually want to get into swinging with a partner or you're kind of not in it anymore? No, I'm in it. I mean, it, I just, it just has to be the right situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to ruin anybody's mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's for the wrong reasons, that's exactly what will happen. So oh, yeah. I just, you know, I feel like this, you know, and, I, and, I, and I'll get real personal with you for a moment here. Um, I feel like I spent my entire youth in such a dark place where I just hurt a lot of people and um, not proud of it at all. And that's why I kind of put it in my book as a self-help book and as an explanation to my children of my journey and why I was this way and why I am who I am today. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I haven't released it yet because I have to make it make sense and um, it has to feel right. But I just feel like where I am today, I'm the opposite. All I want to do is help. So yeah, you know. Yeah. And it sounds as if like you're super extra cautious now because you know, like how bad it could be that you're, you're, you overthink it a little bit on, you know, what it should be. Right. Because if I, if I let, you know, my uh, curiosity, it's not even curiosity. It's actually more like uh, my, uh, my desires control, you know, and dictate you know, what I propose, then it's more manipulative. I yeah. Think. Yeah. It's not, it's not organic. It's not coming from a uh, romantic place, if you will. And see, people misconstrue that. They think, oh, if you're in the lifestyle, you're not romantic. You're just fucking. You don't even understand how deep the romance can be. Yeah. Just because I see people that are swingers, couples that you can tell that there, there's nothing that can, break them up because they're so in union you know in sync and i you know from the outside looking in it seems like that helped them seal that deal so i'm not and once again i am not saying that that's what that you know the lifestyle does but i'm saying that very well for some people it does you know and it can i think so yeah you know spencer always says that we're playing i forget what he says but like I don't know, playing with the devil's fires. I don't I don't remember exactly like what the quote says because he's experienced the lifestyle in so many different ways. I mean, he started out, you know, putting on raves when he was a wee, you know, baby, yeah. you know, back in his day, which put him into a lifestyle where he did have a lot of sexual experiences and a lot of different mm-hmm. compositions. And, you know, I mean, all the way up until meeting me, I think that his, you know, role at whatever that thing the rolodex of women was like you know (laughs) a rotating thing all the time and he says that he keeps himself in a very specific you know space right now because he values our relationship and he values you know the composition that we have and how we participate in the lifestyle and all that stuff that sometimes the desires if you do lead with your desires will lead very messy and so you do have to take more of a logical thought process to it and make sure you're keeping yourself in check and you know that's only for the good and the balance of your relationship you know like and it's not a bad thing and it's you know like because sometimes I say to him I'm like well release the demon you know because I don't want to hold you back from anything (laughs) and he's like but you don't understand like I don't need all that stuff anymore like I'm very happy with this so his thought process on how he engages is so far different than Mm -hmm. what he previously did because it was more on the negative side as you mentioned and so he there's a lot of growing that goes on and it's nice to hear that you've experienced similar things because not that I haven't heard it before but I've never really had a conversation aside from with Spencer about it so it's really nice to hear that every man has these like things that are in them but they do you know put it in a certain pocket for the respect out of the relationship and that's what everyone should do and it's not a controlling factor and it's not you're giving something up for somebody else it's because you wholeheartedly want 
to be respectful to your current partner and you want to make this work and whatever that composition means, it's a give and take. And so you're always compromising and making sure everybody's in line. So I value what you're saying in your journey and, you. you know, what it was to where you are now, because it makes you who you are and you can't take any of that stuff away. Right. Right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. You know, and thinking about it, I'm thinking about like my last relationship and uh, why it was that it was uh, the topic of conversation with other men as opposed to other women. I never asked for another woman. I just felt like she was like a rock star in bed. You know what I mean? Like I probably the best I've ever had. You know, she was just an animal in bed. Like it's really crazy. So I'm like, I don't need, I'm good. I'm super good. But then she brought the subject matter up one time and um, in a thread on Tumblr. And she was like, well, you know, I know you love redheads. And I'm like, it's a fetish. I mean, I've never had a redhead, but yeah, I, I, I do. I like the red, the a real red hair. You know what I mean? Like that Irish look, right? So I'm like, yeah, I do like that. And then she was like, you know, well, I think I would let you be with a redhead, you know, but like, you'd have to stop when, when I say so. And I'm like, she was setting so many rules and boundaries that I was like, this is not, I don't want that. You know, yeah. I'm like, I was like, I'd rather you enjoy her and I watch and maybe I join. And she was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that to no girl. They can do it to me. And I was just like, it was just, yeah, it didn't make sense to me. And I was just, it was one time that it came up and I was like, yeah, no, that's not what I want. That's since you brought this subject matter up and we've been talking about it. My end goal is not to be with other women. You know, my end goal is to have a union with you that will be forever that will last a lifetime and whatever that takes i'm willing to do that yeah so i was on a more profound level out the gate mm -hmm. just because i take things so much more serious nowadays where i did come from being like a player you know and i had a lot of women and i couldn't conform to one and i messed up my marriage and i just made like that was like one of the biggest mistakes i made in my life yeah um leaving my wife and the mother of my beautiful children who live with me. And I don't know if they necessarily forgave me for that. You know, I wouldn't, yeah. you know, so I understand that, but they love me and they're here with me, you know? And, and so, yeah, it's, it's, um, there's so much that goes into life and relationships. Man. If, well, since you want to experience, you know, the swingers world, yes. would you consider bringing in a female now or you still would only bring in additional men for your partner? Oh, no, no, for sure. I would be, you know, down for willing to whatever. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As long as you guys are on the same page and it makes sense. Yeah. Just with yeah, that I, relationship, yeah. if I didn't feel the need. And plus, I knew she was so jealous that yeah, it wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't work. Yeah. So I was just being realistic. Yeah. And I also, in the back of my mind, I was like, eventually, of course, it'll go there. But initially, no. Yeah. So I said, I have time to think about that. Right. You know, because even in my fantasies that I wrote her, I never, I if I added a girl, it was for her. It right. wasn't for me. Yeah. You know. How interesting. Yeah. It's weird, right? The psyche is so crazy because at the end, then it would come out. It'd be like, yeah. And then, you know, I joined. But right. it was an afterthought. It wasn't there wasn't an ulterior motive within my blog or within my message to her at yeah. the time. It was completely honest. You know what I mean? I'd rather her have an abundant amount of pleasure. And I'm good with that because that yeah. brings me pleasure. Right. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm cool with that. But yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was deep. <laughs> That's so crazy. Well, yeah. we have been chit chatting for a very long time on this episode. And I think, that we need to call it a quits. So if there okay. was, I, I, I feel like, you know, I had a, a certain idea of what this was called, but I think I'm going to change this to sex and business from a male's perspective is what this is going to be called. Um, and it, I think I'm gonna have to break it down into two episodes because it's been a while, which is not a bad thing. So I think okay. that it's the conversation, you know, I just, we always get, what I'm I know. trying to say, it's great because we just talk, you know, yeah. and it's whatever happens, happens, which is so 
it's just great, you know? Yeah, there's a synergy for sure. Yeah. We just so, go, sometimes we go off the deep end, but it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And I don't hate it because, you know, the podcast for me is all about like our natural beings and like whatever it is, it is a very kitchen sink, like kitchen table, not kitchen sink. <laughs> but um, yeah, so everybody, thank you so much for listening. Please tell us where we can find more about you, your website, social media, whatever you want to share. Sure. You can, uh, you can find me on www.triplexplayground.com. That's spelled out completely T-R-I-P-L-E-X-P-L-A-Y-G-R-O-U-N-D.com. And my social media is triple underscore X underscore playground on Instagram. And uh, X-Line Activewear is our apparel. Triple um, X Radio is the radio. That's all Instagram. And on Twitter is triple X play G R N D for lack of characters. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, you pretty much triple X playground across the board, YouTube, anywhere, you know, even Pinterest, I'm everywhere. Yeah. Um, you can find, uh, updates on, you know, where I'll be and, uh, you know, my products and services that are coming and things that I'm working on. I'm about to update the website and really start engaging more on all platforms, including my website and just letting people know, Hey, this is what I'm doing, more cutting edge, like the scoop, you know, this is where I am. This yeah. is what I'm doing. And I think that this show and the show that I will launch in January will kind of really help navigate that oh, to, yeah. to the prospects and the customers and just the people and just my fans or whoever, you know, whoever's in, interested in really learning more about me as an individual. And, um, and that's it. I just want to say one thing. Can I say something to yeah, the audience? Yeah. 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 So I just want to say in, in, in reference to a question that you asked me earlier, and I think that this is a, a great uh, statement to leave the people with is, you know, in finding your genius zone, you know, do what it is that you feel you uh, love to do and don't let anyone hold you back from doing that. Um, make sure that you understand that you know, you're in control of your own life and only you can set your uh, your limitations. So believe in yourself and just do whatever you feel you need to do. And when the time is right, not when you expect it, but when it's meant to be, you will, you know, reap the rewards from your hard work. And I really strongly believe that. I agree too. You know, we always manifest things, but we, we manifest it in a way that we see it, not realizing that the universe is going to give it to us in the way that we deserve it. And so you're right. open-minded. So yeah, that was a really great ending to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for being so vulnerable and so open and, you know, just really sharing the journey and, and having all these conversations. Um, My pleasure. Yeah. If you haven't seen episode one, go back to mizzybender.com. Check out my blog. If you have any follow-up conversations, questions, email me, mizzybender at outlook.com. Uh, yeah. So I guess that's it, guys. Until next time, we'll talk to you super soon. Bye.